0: Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prayers, and with me always... It's your boy, Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. What's happening, good people? What's going on, man? What's going on, man? Hey, it's all good, Cash. Before we get too far into this, then for the new people joining us, can you please enlighten them on who we are and what we do? All right, man. I'm going to
1: let you know. We're about music, sports, entertainment, culture, each and every week. Artists, mainstream, underground, overground, middle ground, whatever, wherever you want to put them. We have somebody on the podcast and introducing you to new music as well as covering music that is dropping out on all the major DSPs. We also have other people that come on as far as entrepreneurs and, and things of that nature. People of the culture where we talk about topics relevant to what we talk about, which is mainly music, sports, and just, you know, up here in your mental. So, if that's something that you guys can get into, and guys, definitely give us a subscribe, thumbs up, whatever, you know, you're watching or listening, and, um, you know, leave a comment, man, let us know how we doing. But that's what you can get each and every week, high quality podcast.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And uh, if they don't know, I think this is episode 151. We've been doing this for a minute. Back catalog is filled of uh gems we had some uh I think we got a couple of them out there, you know, certified classics, some revisits that we did if you want to go back and revisit those classics with us as we go down and walk those and talk about those albums. Uh previous uh albums throughout the as they was released throughout the year. If you remember when they was released, hey, go back and listen at that and see if it kind of lines up. But if you don't want to go back to those specific dates, then I would suggest you go back and listen at our uh annual wrap ups. Those usually have our top ten with a couple bonuses that we have up in there that we speak on all the albums that we thought was uh, great that year. And that'll give you a little a little history on how we rate things and talk about things here. Yeah, you yeah, uh yeah, for sure. Cash, what we got on the agenda for today?
1: Man, we got a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but to be specific, you know, we got a little bit of music, so we got some topics lined up for you. Top Dog Entertainment. Where's the music, man? Where's the music? Perez got a little bit of J. Cole out here. He want to go down the rabbit hole on why J. Cole is firmly in the top position in spite of, you know, Kendrick not dropping and Drake, you know, coming out with just... Some good albums, not bad albums, but it's just been lukewarm reception. So he's going to make his case. I don't know what he's going to say, so y'all stick around for that. <laughs> we're going to wrap up the Genius, the Kanye documentary. Episode three aired this weekend. So phenomenal documentary. We've talked about it the last two weeks. So if you want to catch up on our episode breakdown, make sure you do that. But we're wrapping it up here this this week. Also, me, you know, we might walk back some album takes. This week was a week where... I personally didn't have a lot of stock invested in some of the releases, some good releases that came out, but it wasn't anything that I ultimately had to rush to. So, are we walking back some album takes, man? We it's been hot and heavy, man, the last couple of weeks with yeah, a lot of albums. Yeah. So, just really, just really seeing if we walking anything back or is there anything we want to bring up to the people? Then in sports, we got John ja Morant. Is he is he better than Russell Westbrook at this stage and, and pretty much a lot of point guards? In recent memory, with just how he's extended, man, he 50 piece that last game. It's it's crazy, man. We're gonna touch on that. Kyrie, New York is lifting the mandates March 7th, so crazy, man. I don't know what's gonna happen. Ben Simmons is yet to come back, and it looks like KD is well on his way. So, that Brooklyn team that's in the play in right now, we don't know what they're gonna be. East is very scary, East is very scary. And last but not least, we got some singles, man, so we can stick around and talk about some Pushy T singles and just some other Gucci Mane drop a single, Dissant NBA. Well, Lightly Dissin' NBA Young Boy or Forever. I don't know what his name is, but that's what I know what the damn song is about. So, I, hey, I'm staying out of that beef. But, yeah, that, that's really it, man. And uh, any other albums that we really came across that we like that's of recent memory. So that's the show, really lighthearted. And last but not least, we have an interview with my man the cleaver he just dropped his super cleaver ep five joints um featuring chay nor and just you guys got to check it out man some great production and a good combo that we were able to build on so that's episode 151
0: yeah 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 i hate i missed that interview but as you could tell that's my background i'm kind of traveling i was flying when we had that planned out so couldn't couldn't quite make it uh but uh looking forward to the interview um. So where you want to start, Cash? Where you want to start? Uh, ah, yeah. Let us let's, let's start with TDE, man. I mean, I'm 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 missing some. School uh, I can't board do it. Q. I can't do it, Cash. We had a formula going. I thought you were gonna fall <laughs> right into it. We started off the past three episodes talking about this Kanye. We're gonna start off this episode let's talking start about Kanye. The Kanye. Let's, let's start, start with, with Kanye. Kanye. Episode let's three, kind of yeah. wrapping it all up. Wrapping it all up. You seen it? Did you watch it on the first day it came out, or did you wait a couple days?
1: Oh, yeah, I watched it immediately as soon as it came out. Uh, that was probably one of the first things I did on Friday when I had a chance to just chill out, and you know, after the kids laid it down. And yeah, man, just like a kid in the candy store, man, hip hop documentaries and anything hip hop related, man. If it, if it got some some real good production value, I'm in. So, yeah, man. But that that's where I was, man, on Friday watching it. So amazing way to wrap it up.
0: Yeah, I was so as you know, I was I was traveling. I was going from one spot to the next. So I only had like a day and a half with the family. So I kind of held off on it. Did family time, gave them their time that they needed for the week and stuff like this. But I downloaded, was able to watch it on this plane trip, and I'm glad I did. Fresh on the mind is uh is gonna it's it was a good one, man. I, I think they ended it as good as you could. We jam packing all of that. You know with, what I with mean? With all the the crazy and that's what we was talking about. They 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 tugged at our nostalgia at the beginning of those first two episodes, you know, giving us that that that, that early Kanye uh coming up, his him going him versus the music industry making a shift in the tone of music and how you can come out and rap. You don't have to be a drug dealer. You don't have to be like you could you could still fit in there and kinda he kinda bridged the gap, like he was talking about. He kinda bridged the gap between the two. And, you know, got him to quit looking at him as just producer, producer is what he was doing. But I think it was out of necessity. Like he learned that portion because I don't think if he was just a rapper, he wasn't Nobody gonna was get gonna anybody gonna to beats. make beats for him. It wasn't gonna no. go into his style of into his flow. So I think that was very necessary uh at the beginning, you know. And yeah. uh, and then now we on to this right here and this would be the tumultuous period of uh Kanye. This is where his mom died, uh his, you know, he was drinking heavy, what he did on the past couple uh those Music award shows against with Taylor Swift and Beyonce. Him on his concerts, going on the rants, getting uh, labeled bipolar. Um, uh, he starting taking the pills. He talked about his Percocet usage and stuff like that from uh, the jaw and everything. Um, yeah, it was a, the the political aspects and his rants and stuff that's going on. And at the tail end, man, like man, I think even. Uh, uh, Cootie uh, was just like, man, like, this ain't, I don't know what this dude, when he was sitting with those realtor the, dudes the, at the end the on realty, that Dominican yeah, the, the, Republic, his business I was just yeah, like, was, what in the world is this dude talking about? He was just on some, I'm de- but de- was deciphering half my truth. alien. Though. Mm, it was half truth, though. It cash. was half truth as far as, no, What's, no, no.
1: I didn't mind it then because this was just him. On another level as far as just his ascension like he he's always talked about it and always been like an asshole and arrogant but it just leveled up with the Taylor Swifts and you know George Bush don't like black people and, and all that stuff it just elevated over the course of the time so as long as it was positive and it wasn't like nothing that he really was hurting anybody of course being a narcissist and an asshole isn't cool you know what I mean but at the end of the day I wasn't super mad it wasn't until you know you got to the point where he was doing shit with no rhyme or reason as far as the MAGA hat and just things of recent times, you know what I mean? And also just like, you know, losing his way after his mom's um passed away. You know what I mean? Like you said, with the drugs, with everything that um was going on as far as him ascending and wanting to do the things that he wanted to do in terms of fashion, in terms of, you know, all these different places he wanted to touch, he started losing touch with the people that really cared about him or that that wanted to see him do better for himself. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was dope to see that whole evolution as a person because, I mean, it's life, man. It, it's life at the end of the day. And, um, you know, you got to see him going through fatherhood and how fatherhood changed him and kind of at least got him back right for a certain amount of time. And then you also get to see... What a lot of our folks go through, like you know, it's funny when people talk about, uh, you know, what what is he doing this Jesus thing for? This, you know, the music or the, the um, Christian based music and all that. But <laughs> I had to laugh, President. I thought about this coming up the steps before we pod. How many people do we know in our friends and family where they be reckless as hell their entire life, then all of a sudden they saved, <laughs> <laughs> and they they've done, done some of the wildest shit, like. Stole out of grandma's house, aunt out of somebody's purse, sold the Mm -hmm. house, for you know, whatever. Like, it's been some wild shit that has happened inside of our families to where, like, you know, people who haven't just been right, been bipolar or whatever mental disease they're suffering from or lost a child and haven't been right since. Like, it's a whole lot of different things to where people go ahead and get saved. So, but it's the whole person thing, you know what I mean? At the end of the day. That person mm-hmm. is love. People do got love for Kanye. And, you know, it just goes to show you that, man, it's, it's either what you can handle, what you can't handle when it comes to Kanye and where's your limit as far as a person. But as far as being a musical genius, I can vouch for that. I will vouch for that. I don't think nobody, you know, that listens to music will say that. Musical, musical, musical genius. genius.
0: That's what I'm saying. I'm let you finish and I'm going to get off my <laughs> That's it.
1: But Kanye, I think people, could, think people could vouch uh, for that. Like, Pablo, Pablo was probably the last time where I was just like, oh my God, you know what I mean? Like yeah. where I love, I love the life of Pablo, me personally. Um, and I went back to it and it sparked me to make a playlist, which is, I took five songs from every single Kanye project that I enjoyed, even, even the ones that I didn't enjoy at the time, you know what I mean? And just put something together. And I'm like, this man has- a You found five joints
0: on Jesus.
1: No, no, the no, Jesus wasn't my thing. The Charlie Wilson, that's all I saw. <laughs> Bound to fall in love.
0: That's all I got.
1: That was, that was that was that was all I got off that. Maybe Blood on Leaves. Maybe Blood on Leaves. Was what it what on was the one that one?
0: waves about slaves? Like it was something like New a, Slaves. That's new on that slave. one. Too. That
1: was a good one. Yeah. New slaves. So that, I think I added that too. So I just made a random playlist and just was listening to Kanye all weekend just because I wanted to hear some of that old Kanye. You know, especially mm-hmm. when he did the freestyle at the uh, Madison Square Garden. It kind of took me back to I was like, man, this we hate the narcissist, but we love when he's a narcissist, too. Like, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> GIF and a like Curse, man. Like I said,
0: man. that's what he so,
1: came in as. GIF and a Curse, man. So excellent way to jam-pack all of that information into, what, an hour and 30, 40, 45 minutes, I think, episode. Mm-hmm. So, man, hats off to Cootie, man, like for capturing twenty. Yo, bro, it's been twenty years since he came on the scene. That that's that's crazy, man. Like, i ain't, I didn't realize he'd been in the game that long until they kept saying it time and time and time again. And I was like, I didn't want to accept it, press. I, I personally didn't yeah. want to accept it because I'm old. You know that means that means I got to accept my. I'm. I, yeah, I'm gonna make it about me, just like Kanye. I'm gonna be a narcissist. <laughs> here. makes me feel old, man. <laughs> it makes me feel old as shit, but. Fucking damn good documentary, man! Like this is a doc I would probably. Yeah. It's so it's it got such so much replay value, man. So much replay value. But what was your take on the doc at overall, or just some some key parts that you found interesting?
0: Uh, so I thought, like uh, looking at the documentary because this is final episode. So looking at it in totality, right? I think it showed a good point of him going and leaving with the people from his city, having those people that he'd known pretty much that whole period that he was like kind of chasing the dream. Cootie being one of them, you know, asking him to do the documentary, going on this whole little journey with him. First, you see him go through the process of making that first album, starting to work on that second album, and he was right there with him. But after that second album, it's kind of when he fell back, the team kind of started to grow a lot more, thought process is just starting to flow. Like, I, I feel like, he 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 slowly lost those people who would check him, but the one thing that he kept constant was his mom up in there, and his mom would kinda kind of check him but minute he had already kind of pushed away from like cootie and all them like and uh everybody else that was that was surrounding him it was all the new people that he kind of picked up, but he had his mom still there and then once the mom was out the picture it seems like from this documentary I'm just saying from the documentary he kind of he kind of went free fall, you know what I mean? And he was just going in any direction and nobody was kind of checking his personality, checking in on Kanye and seeing how he's doing. Not, not, not asking him is, is he grieving properly and stuff like this? Cause he kind of lost himself in the music and everything. Right. So then you seen his music slowly stray further and further away from the essence of what Kanye was. And, uh, then as they seen the visual breakdown and the, the strain when it was too much when he having his complete collapse and he getting checked into the mental hospital and stuff like this i I, I like how all those friends and everybody kind of linked up and went and visit him where he was at they they didn't kind of just say man you crazy but they kind of narrowed slowly narrowed it back down on you know keeping them kind of focused a little bit and now you're starting to get that that music that you kind of love and back to it. And one of my favorite Kanye albums, Kids See Ghost, they kind of highlighted that. And I like that little journey that he went on with Kid Cudi and showing the backside of how that music was created. And then, like I said, those kind of the people who was there. 808 and Heartbreaks, you know, a lot of his little music, him getting back to those those groups, had Cootie uh follow him that time frame. And you seen, you still seen the sparks uh you know him getting off sometimes but they it, it seemed like from that documentary they was always able to talk to him. Cootie wasn't disrespectful and just filming all this and just trying to get the salacious little stuff. He turned the camera off like a true friend. They don't need to see this. Let's let's talk and get Kanye back to Kanye. And when he's back to Kanye, let's flip the camera back on. You know? I I I really do yeah. appreciate uh, yeah. that look at it.
1: Good good to highlight yeah. that. That's, that yeah. yeah man, because between the kids he goes and that's why I was like like, damn, man, like when Kanye just said what he said about Cuddy in present day, it's kind of sad to see because, you know, with them both sharing a similar story of depression, of anxiety and, and just a lot of other mental health triggers. It was just sad to see that they fell out recently publicly. But, you know, with Kanye, man, I don't think a lot of people take they take certain things what he do with a grain of salt. And there's always a way you could come back because maybe he wasn't on his meds. Maybe, you know, he was, you know. With something else man so but yeah i definitely like them showing us when he was on and not off you know and then then,
0: but i did like how they highlighted a little bit he he showed that like when he get in these other circles and you could tell i i don't know if those people just was trying to use him as they were trying to sell him. like hey yeah couldn't you see a church over there you don't know what kanye was like and then they just let him continue to talk crazy and crazy and that's when just uh, listening. Cootie, like turned it off but it was just like you can tell those yes men up in there that just was trying to take something from them instead of like you know checking them a little bit i mean cuz he started off with the bad ego you know what i mean that can only if you allow it, it can just get worse and worse for me and that's that's kind of what what showed over that time frame but uh i think he kind of highlighted that real good and i don't know who his little spiritual lady, or who is publicist, the lady yeah. that was always sitting yeah, like, down with him. I'm like, lady, where did man? she come little, from? Wh- this she was white in lady. like lady. Yeah. Every scene. <laughs> I don't know where she came from, but I'm like, you're just like, everything like, oh, let's sit down, let's meditate and all that. I'm like, when the hell does she, who is this lady? Who is this calm ass white lady
1: that just come out of nowhere and just put this in and shit, the sprinkles. (laughs) And and just give the I got the perfect elixir to get Kanye back to where he needs to be.
0: All right, I'm glad you caught that. I wasn't the only one. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, it still kind of showed, like, uh, I think how he wrapped up and he came back to him, uh and uh, they, they finishing up that that Dunda. That process seemed like he went a little bit back to his essence. I know how I feel about Dunda. I still feel the same way. That documentary did not change my opinion on all that. But, all right, like I said, I do like what Dunda 2 is coming out with in uh, – I'm looking forward to that music. So,
1: so overall, overall, man, and in, in, in recent memory, as far as docs, must, must watch,
0: must watch, must watch. Go any hip hop head it's a must watch. Uh, if love them, hate them, whatever, you got to see this side of it. you. Got to be able to see, uh, you know, the whole time frame. You can get gems on how he came in, changed the game. You can get notes on uh, just being. Determine, you know, being that type of uh, that drive that you need to achieve things uh, musically, how you can take your artistry and take it into these different realms, because it starts showing his, you know, going into fashion and everything else. He he had that vision for that long ahead of, before anybody else wanted to give him credit for it, and kind of mixing that and making all that work. Uh, I mean, on that sense, the dude's a genius. Uh,
1: absolutely man and just like yeah it took, took a lot away from him man the, the perseverance through through personal loss and continuing to work through it is like man just you could tell he loves this man like music is truly his refuge like you know what i mean a lot of people say it and you know you get where they are coming from but like just the ability to just go right back on the road after your you know your rock passes away you know what i'm saying like it blew my mind, man. I was like, I don't know if I would have the, the the mental capacity to do that to continue on, regardless of how many shows. Like, I I don't think anybody would have faulted him for you know taking a a couple months off to just kind of collect himself and get back to where he needed to be. But he he pushed through, man. And you know, true artist sharing his pain in, in real life, man. So excellent doc, y'all go check it out. Netflix has some dope hip hop docs, man. Like over the last couple of years, so. Y'all check it out, man. I'm um, definitely a, a watch and, and a rewatchable for sure.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, so since you mentioned taking time off, <laughs> let's talk about the next crew TDE. Where they at?
1: Man, I have no idea, man. Between you know the the unfortunate events that happened with with Isaiah Rashad being exposed without wanting to be exposed in, re, in regards to his um, you know yeah I, I still can't wrap my mind, mind around who would do some shit like that you know what I'm saying like it's just mm-hmm. that's just a wild scene for anybody to do to out somebody's sexuality when they're not doing it themselves so but yeah with surrounding that um, you know Scissor, the multiple delays with scissor, her on and off again erratic behavior in terms of just you know fussing with the label as far as putting music out um, shit I, I mean the whole roster man ab soul you know I, I you can hear through the tea leaves that oh ab soul lost some people he's going through some stuff schoolboy q kendrick is uh you know prepping to go to do his own thing with the label so you don't really know how this is an important release to say the least because it's the last release so they're probably trying to make it as special as possible and you know, just go through the whole roster. You know what I mean? They got they got some young up and comers, reason, and just some other folks that they signed recently. But I don't see no signs of anybody releasing music, EPs, something. You know what I mean? And Cash, does you, it, you said
0: you which, was fine what, at with At what that? point? Just 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 no, six I'm months ago, you said you was fine with it, Kendrick. Kendrick.
1: Kendrick. Kendrick. You said you was fine, fine with, with it because you know they're gonna, you gonna put out quality. I said, we were specifically talking about Kendrick. You can't add. Look, look, man, I I ain't, you know, I'm old. I don't remember everything, but I do know. And I may be, be missing a few hair follicles and, and my memory may be bad, but I know we were talking about Kendrick specifically. I said, when he dropped, it's going to be quality. I have no reason to believe otherwise from everything he's, he's dropped. Everything has been high quality. It's been the talk of the town, Grammy nominated, so on and so forth. Not a whack album in his discography. But everybody else ain't afforded that same luxury on TV, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Outside of Scissor, everybody else should be releasing every two to three years. Like you're not even seeing that they're not working with people. Like it's very like shut off, and I don't understand what's, what's the big plan, man. I get COVID happened, but what's the big rollout? Like what's the hold up, man? I I don't get it, man. I know life happens, but shit happens to us all man i need that music what would you think
0: oh I, i've been saying it for a while I, I, yeah they should they need to drop even Kendrick, they need to drop they and uh the lack of their drops have made me grow even fonder and maybe reshuffling my top top tier artists list you know what i mean like a current current top tier artist you know and uh Went back, and I started going through some catalogs of people, you know, who who's had the steady releases over the past, like, we'll say 10 years, 10 years plus, you know what I mean? Those those steady releases. And uh, I know we it. hold Don't Kendrick Lyricism uh, up, you know, up there, and we're going to have the patience for it. But I went back, and I was listening at this J. Cole. Oh, J. Cole, I'm listening through his whole discography. I'm going back, finding those mixtapes. Going back, listen at those Lucy's. We don't get that man enough credit. I don't feel like we do. That dude's on a, on another level with it, man. And after going through all this, I'm like, I think J. Cole is top for me. I think he is it. Followed by Kendrick. And then, as much as everybody's going to hate him and do whatever, they're going to say all this little stuff, man, Drake is still up there, too. You know what I mean? So, uh, but J. Cole, what he's putting out now, what he was putting out back then, and I think he was building great albums, had good commercially commercial success with his songs. 2014, Forest Hill Drives, Peak, that's a great album, play all the way through. It's classic, right? Uh, uh, true, uh, not, not, uh, was it, For Your Eyes Only, we love the first half. Back half would kind of fall off a little bit. But I forgot, during that same time frame, didn't he give us Truly Yours?
1: He did. He did. Go back. He did give us a mixtape.
0: I implore y'all, go back. Listen at Truly Yours. Kind of made me forgive the back, back half of that Four eyes Only because he gave us a solid, what was it? It was it was over 10 songs. Well, How many songs? Are you looking at 23. What? 23. 23. Twenty three. Twenty three songs on that man. Go back. Listen at it. I don't, I don't think it's I couldn't find it on Apple Music, but I, I it was on title It's on title. So if you got title, you can go back and find it. If not, go find that piff. You know, you can go find it if you if you look for. It. But go back and listen at that, man. That <sighs> Kenny Lofton.
1: Uh, yeah. Kenny Lofton.
0: Headbuster. Like- tears of ODB cousins three wishes heavy Unabomber, man this was cold doing it man <laughs> so like I said I kind of backed that off and then I started playing those Lucys that used he used to have in between the the albums too or when he was just showing appreciation for those uh when he was just showing appreciation for the success that he was having off of off those albums. You know the ones like album of the year, High for Hours, False Prophet, Everybody Dies. You know that was like in Those between the
1: KOD, like in between mm-hmm. K-O- before KOD came out.
0: Those freestyles that he was doing, killing it on another level with it, man.
1: J Cole. Yeah, and he took it back to the roots. He took it back to the roots, man. It's like he's inaccessible, but when he's accessible, you could tell he's paying attention to what's happening in current day. He may not be. Up on social media a lot or anything like that, but when he pops back up, you'll see him on the LA Lakers. You'll see him on, uh, whatever other freestyle show, you know, doing his thing, and he'll bring himself down to the the grassroots level, so to speak. When his his star status is way up here, which takes me to, you know, I mean, Kendrick. Like, I, I, there's no comparison to me right now that I can make because you've been listening to Cole clearly of recently. You know what I mean? So. I really can't, with so much music that we listen to, I can't say I've listened to Cole in the last, probably since maybe December, January time frame when we were discussing albums of the year and stuff like that. So that's probably the last time I was in a Cold kick and going, re-going through his catalog or just the last album. But as far as Kendrick, it's been quite some time since I've navigated to it because, um, you know, since we're comparing Greats and even Drake, like, you know what I mean, just... Sometimes certain songs and certain albums don't have replay value. I have to go back to Drake's last album to really truly say that about it. You know what I mean? Because I do remember liking the record when I first listened to it. It's just the cycle of music, man. It it just so damn quick.
0: Before they do it, before they do it, I know somebody's going to say, Drake outsells everybody. Da da da. That's the commercial success. He got it. He got it. He's top. You know what I mean? The money back. Oh, yeah, up. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Going. That's not what we talking he, about. He he got that's the commercial success, but yeah, that's you, you're you're getting to it. That's exactly what what I enjoyed. And if I'm if I'm judging off their lyrical ability and stuff like this, and who's more impactful to me, it's J Cole right now.
1: And again, man, we bring up Wale a lot on here. Like skipping over Kendrick because, like I said, I'm not prepared to have a uh, uh, really knockdown down drag out because I do got something to say but I'd have to go and listen to some Kung Fu Kenny just to come back and have a retort to, to that you know what I mean but I mean he did have a run the Black Panther stuff um, soundtrack he did have a run there before COVID to where he was still active enough it wasn't as active as Cole has been in the last re- recent years but it wasn't like where the fuck is a Kendrick album you know what I mean it wasn't that prevalent, you know what I mean? But, you know, even moving on to other guys like, like the Wallys and then the big crits who just dropped something. To me, when it comes to body of work and we take, you know, commercial success has to count for something. I don't completely discard it, and, and here's why. Because in order to be one of them guys or to be considered one of them guys, a lot of people have to love your music, man. It, it, it yeah. got to be undeniable regardless of whether my, my, my mom knows your song, down to my kid. You know what I mean? Like, it has to resonate with all people and not too many artists transcend all those different type of pockets of people. So there's something to be said for your reach and in, in your actual sales. I'm just saying, personally, I don't place that very high and value of your, your replay value because you can sell a lot, but I just don't like the music. So, but with those artists, kinda it's really hard. It's hard to debate, man, because a lot of them have some really freaking solid bodies of work when you all (coughs) really get down to the nitty gritty and you're just basing it on the music and not the popularity because everybody's not a popular guy. I do social media. You really don't do social media. If we determine a popularity contest on that, people may know me more than they know you, but that don't mean that your, you know, how, you know, your takes on music is any less more impactful than mine because people know me, you know what I mean? Like it's just weird, weird social media clout or selling clout. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I will never get it to where people can't just have an honest conversation about bodies of works, you know what I'm saying? And, and not just the sales being such a dominant thing in these discussions. So, Hey man, we may have to revisit this, man. I, I wasn't prepared to have a, you know, uh, a battle or, or discussion for it, but I mean, you, you do make some, some some valid points here, man, to make people think, man. So so what y'all think, man? Is is Cole firmly supplanting Kendrick and and, and um Drake? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know, man. Let us know if, if Prez is on or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh I do I do browse social media, so I want to give a shout out to uh, King James, man. Yeah, I just left the hats, man. Like that's that's the only reason I ain't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's all. That's that's my problem right now. Just been traveling, I left the hats, man. So
1: uh, yeah, yeah, man, I was hating on the headline too,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> man, uh, man. Oh, yeah, what, what what do you have next, man? Uh. Some album takes. I want to walk back some album takes? Anything that you said recently that you no, feel before
0: like? No, we, before we go into that, before we go into that, let's continue down this path where we're talking about a little bit of culture things, man, and uh, something else been going on. So mm. we we just steered up that debate, but it was another debate that was going on between a group of uh, guys, Slaughterhouse. Uh, yeah. Kind of yeah. bubbled up a little bit. And we spoke a little bit on it last week, and I think our take was pretty pretty good from the outside looking in. Remember, we don't know none of these guys. We don't know exactly all the details. We're finding out the details just like everybody else's fans a little bit later and going through it. And uh, you, but I think our analysis on the personalities, what we done saw and what we done gathered over the years and years of hearing these artists speak at certain times of what could be the conflict. And as we seen on the, I think, of, who was it? It was Royce coming out there, speaking on it, and saying, hey, complete truth's not out there. Uh, and then I think he got joined in by Joe Button and then Joe Button speaking this part. And then it was Joel Ort- Ortiz jumped in at the minute to say, yo, he he ain't no lie. He ain't lying about all this stuff. It's just they, I don't know. You, you give your report. portion. You got to wait
1: here. on Joe. You got to wait on Joe, and that that's... At the end of the day, man, as Joe is evolving as a businessman in the podcast space and is privy to a lot of different things, and of course, they all got different paths to doing what they they do, right? You know, you got King Crooked with Defro and just the business dealings with Defro. You got Joel Ortiz with the failed, you know, attempt with Dr. Dre in his early years of almost being signed to Dr. Dre. You got the countless disasters that um, Joe himself has been through in contracts with Dep Jam and just other other um, indie distribution guys and, and labels and, and just his trials and tribulations with just most recently his own podcast mates, Rory and Mall, and then some of the, the other allegations with against him complex, with one of his al- female. Uh, academic Complex, yeah. leaving with, Lee, um, you know, splitting off with academics, even though they have a good relationship. You know, it's just one thing after the other. You know, I'm just talking about the relationships in business, not his personal life or anything like that. Just the relationships in business. Um, you know, Slaughterhouse going separate. I know why they went separate. All of them can agree, and they have agreed, that the business just wasn't right and shady in In conjunction with just the albums. but The albums just didn't sound good as far as just the mixtapes like we all love them from the mixtapes that's on that piff and shit like that that fire nothing but fire but it just came to when after they dropped that that first album and then they got signed to shady it just went all downhill from there and you know i i feel where joe was coming from where he doesn't ever want to deal with that label at all and it took nine years you know or, or however many years since they signed with Shady to kind of be you know virtually free and be able to use their name and likeness and 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 drop a project and it it just seems to be that Royce again didn't want to do it if Joe didn't want to do it right hmm. and Joe didn't want to do it until the business was right, which he has a right to do like i'm I'm all for doing correct business especially if I know better. You know what I mean? I, I'm all for doing correct business. But what happens is, and what I think is being left out, is closed loop communication. I hate to pull one of those things, the military things out my hat. I'm, I'm sure that's not just a military thing. But just closing the loop, man. Like I don't think Joe feels like he has to get back to Crooked or Joel about anything to do with the business because that is not his priority. He may say and, and, and do things as far as, you I love my brothers, those are my brothers, and this, that, and the third. But saying those things and showing those actions are two different things. If you really wanted to get back in the booth and really wanted to record again, you would. The fact of the matter is that Joe is comfortable, and, you know, and the rest of these guys want to build on the legacy that is Slaughterhouse. It meant something to them, too. You know what I'm saying? So they want to build on the legacy, and you're halting it. And then for reasons beyond me, Press, how hey, the how the hell can I interject something?
0: Can I interject something yeah, yeah, real please, quick? Yeah, please, Cause, please, Because because you just talked about like uh, that time, right? He got to make time and stuff like this. He, I don't think too many people like called on to it when that argument, when he's saying that yo he don't have the free time and all this little stuff. But at the same time, or like he ship, he didn't get he didn't follow up with him and stuff like this. But he was making it known that he going to that strip club tonight, and that was what was forefront of his mind. So, his priorities and timelines are different. It seemed like for all three of them, uh, all four of them. You know what I mean. All the yeah, priorities yeah, and yeah. timeline was a uh, was was a little bit different. Uh, timeline that Joel and Crooked Eye they want to keep the thing pressing, especially now that you got the name back. Like let's make it use let's let's make use of it. And they was trying to present stuff early, but the pace that Royce and I, I think we spoke on this last time. Royce and uh, Joe got. They're, they're, they're still getting the critical acclaim and that's not, it's not a rush. It's not got to be pushed out to them. They they, they made it ev- very evident that they never said no, that they never said no. But did they say yes? No. How, how, <laughs> how, how far did they just were leave you it? into the discussions?
1: Oh, how involved were you guys into the discussions? Where where were you? You know what I mean? In terms of getting this thing off the ground. And then they made mention of um, Westside Gun possibly dropping the track on his album to bring Slaughterhouse back. And it got me to thinking like, who the f- I love West Side. Yeah. So so? Like y'all could y'all could have got together. Why do y'all have to make y'all grand debut debut back onto the scene via West Side Gun? Y'all all are lyrically better than him and as as a entity bigger than you know anything that he can do. Like why did y'all have to be reintroduced to that? And if Joe did want to come get, you know, re reacclimated into rapping and, and kind of go through a rap boot camp, so to speak, as what they talked about, then you would have took the time to go there and do it. I and and why did, did Westside gun. Club.
0: Shrimp club.
1: <laughs> <laughs> why did West Side gun? Why did West Side gun have to be, you know, the catalyst to getting you guys back together? Why you just couldn't just go anyway? Why does it have to be something? Tied to somebody else to get you in the booth, you know what I'm saying? With your your quote unquote brothers. Like people throw that damn word out there left and right and then got nerve before I get to the suck my dick comment.
0: I, I, you Mad know, disrespectful. Wh- oh, before you get
1: to the suck my dick comment. Let's let's break this down. It, or help me understand. For the life of me, I can't understand why it's a Joe is in or nothing mindset with, from Voice to Five Nine. Do you, do you, I, I can't wrap my I, I kinda, I, from everybody I, I can see, see both that. sides I just don't I, understand that
0: so so if if the, what I can gather from what I would think is with Royce is because I probably think the same way a little bit too if you created something as a group right you created it as a group the whole group need to be there right or it's, it's not that let's name it something else let's call it let's just be featured on each other albums don't call it Slaughterhouse like if it's not the whole collector. If we're gonna do it, I don't want to bring in nobody new, and they fill in replace. No, we get, we created that. We'll create this. You know what I mean? But if you're gonna say that name, the whole crew, I won't be involved, or or that's just a dead issue. I can see that. If that's the if that's how he's thinking, and I think I, my perception is that's that's how he was kind of coming coming at that. And he, I think he knew behind the scenes he was talking to Joe. And you could tell by the interaction they had, like it was some nimbling. Like they, they, he they may have been able to pull Joe back. He was close. It felt like he was close, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And Royce has this. So I understand that point, but Royce has this real keen, this real shrewd way of being very calm in in the face of bullshit. You know what I mean? Which means I don't. I don't know what type. You know, I don't know Royce outside of the music and just interviews and and just you know following his page. So that means I don't know him. People show what they want to show, right? But I I will say is like that whole ordeal did not have to happen. They did not have to bring Joel on. They shouldn't have been talking about slaughterhouse shit publicly, because if if you're gonna feel a way about them rapping about it, then why and you why you guys out on live? talking about it that same live could have been a conversation that you guys could have all been on FaceTime, Skype, whatever. You know what I mean? You could have done that. And if you wanted to end the clown show, why throw your hat in the ring of the circus? Because now it's full it's full on. You know what I mean? And the album ain't really probably done yet. It's probably still more recordings. And then Joe I I got to commend Ish and Ice off the Joe Button podcast. Cause they they talked them off the ledge. Kept them off the ledge last episode. Um, not this Saturday's episode, but the episode prior to that, to really doing what Joe does as far as just really saying shit and too much shit. You know what I mean? It's too much personal shit because it's a lot of personal shit. But I feel like Royce incited a riot, man. <laughs> I feel like he really did. And he was just there. Mm-hmm. Cool, calm, and collected in the face of the fire because Royce don't look bad at all in this. But I peeped it to me. You were an enabler. You know, this man is off the hinges. If he ever given a chance to really say how he really feel? you know what I mean? But why put that out there? Why put that out there? And then it ends with, you know, Joe telling um, Joel, as far as supporting the album, the album can suck his, suck his dick. To me, the album or not. In the heat of the moment, you telling me to suck it in. Like <laughs> That's 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 really, really it. You know what I mean? And he was asking him to support it. Only thing I agree with Joe about is he didn't have to say suck my dick or nothing like that. I do agree with,
0: nah, nick, nah, man. I'm not he said supporting but no, no, shit. no, no, no. Didn't he say like he wish him the best and you know what I mean? Like they still like he's gonna do it. And he was like, Well, yeah. if you're gonna support, support by saying go listen to the album. And then that's when, yeah. what I ain't saying that. And yeah, because it's just kinda,
1: it, to me that was that's kind of crazy, man. Like you're, you're airing out our personal shit, regardless of whether you you feel like you you're respectful.
0: How so, I how I so we talked about this a little bit earlier. To to we things. talked about this a little bit earlier, and I think it's uh. But if you go back and listen to that Joel's stuff, his music, right? This is what he does he's talk about his personal life and like so now you want him to mold his style of rapping totally different like this way he, he he puts it in a lot of his songs you know he's very a personal yeah. writer like he he airs all that stuff out so you were asking him to just shut down that portion never mention that portion of their life, even though he knows he's going to get asked about it constantly and constantly and constantly. And especially if they going to be teamed up with crooked, that's going to be a question that's going to constantly come up. So like it's, it's impossible not to talk about this, you know, in that, in that little crew uh, or when they, when they are making music together. And if, if this is how they close that chapter, this is how they close that chapter, you know, I, I, I'm not in it personally I'm not in it personally So I can understand I think I can Outside looking in I can understand How people can be offended uh, From that All the stuff That was being said But Truthfully It wasn't nothing too bad In those songs For me That was like Saying anything Hey People split Stuff go wrong Like it, It happens You have those in relationship Everybody ain't gonna stay Like perfect So they they just told the story as it is and it kind of gave closure on it, and now it's it's actually been brought up into a bigger deal than I think the group ever was. They they making more both people are getting a lot of views. I think Joel well, on the flip and side, Crooked Eye are getting I a lot of views, and then Joe Button are getting a lot off of it by, you know, just being people tuning in to hear what Joe gonna think. What is he going to say? So all of them got like a little boost in the past week or so. And I think Joe trying to say like is he's he did say like he's bigger than the group
1: or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He he did allude to it. Now, Joe will tell you, did I say that? (laughs) Did I say that specifically? (laughs) Because, you know what I mean? But to his point, though. hey, hey,
0: I got to stop you (laughs) on that though. Sorry, sorry. I know I have to to get a lot on this, but we got we know somebody like this. We, oh, we yes. talk to him on a daily. I know, I know this this type <laughs> you, of uh, debate. You gotta be all down to well. the those semantics. You gotta be dead on. Did I did I say that? Was the bet did was it agreed upon? <laughs> did I oh, say yeah.
1: okay? It's- it, turn, it turns into a fucking lunchroom courtroom, man, in the group chat, man. When it comes down to fucking anything with this this particular person in question, man. So I, I the know debate. the type of love type debate, of arguer man. or debater. Like Joe could be fucking. He can be completely annoying, like to be around the debate with, like because even listening to him on the podcast, I'll be like, sometimes I just gotta fast forward because I know Joe is, is being Joe on the pod, and it's like, nah, bro, I, I can't. <laughs> come on man let it go man like you you hanging on to this one little thing and that's the only thing that is just trying to get you out of the stream and like so i i can't do it but what i was saying earlier is like you know on the flip side of it why couldn't crooked and joel just make hard part 2 with the same songs joe had a point had a point if you jo, got, owner, if you got an
0: ownership or something though i kind of want to spark it back up I don't know, man. Like I, It just seemed like they, they was pushing things and they had a movement going. They had an idea. Like I said, like it didn't look like timelines between both sides correlated. Yo, you know what happened?
1: Case in point, Booker Ryan came out, did really well for Royce, put him into another stratosphere. The album with Eminem put him into another stratosphere. Um, the Allegory... Cemented Royce as an Alien Writer podcast Is doing amazing for Joe Number one for years at a time And is still making moves And is still doing groundbreaking things with the podcast He's ascended to levels he's never ascended to In his music career They don't got the time for these bullshit The whatever deals that Joel and Crooked are bringing to the table Enough to even stop what they doing that's it. That's really it. That's really what
0: it is. I don't know if that's really it, but I mean, I get what you're
1: saying. I, I mean, I just cut into the bullshit. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> that's what it is, man. That's what it is, and it, it's of course personal shit. But I hate to see, with one of my my favorite collectives. You know what I mean? I, I don't even have a chance to really. Go back and listen to a lot of their music because a lot of their best music isn't on streaming services. Okay, I was about to. You know like what you, I mean?
0: You saying your best and your favorite? Name me, name me a couple songs.
1: Microphone, uh, cut you loose. Uh, what else? What else? What else? It's a lot of different joints. Truth For truth? Uh, it just, but most of this shit is on that piff, man. Like I got. Can, 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 can you Those name?
0: Issues. Give me, give me five cuts of the locks.
1: I can name, you know that's my favorite group, man. I can name five,
0: <laughs> easy my I was just trying to make so a point But that's my saying, favorite group. You saying that shit, like they they one of your favorite, I mean. One of, I said
1: one of my favorite
0: groups. Yeah. One of my favorite I, I, groups. I, I loved what they was built on and what they was going to, man, but I don't know when the last time I listened to a Slaughterhouse song or I wanted to go back and check out a Slaughterhouse album. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I appreciate man. each one of them as a... Uh, as artists, and I, you, you know, we go back and review their album, and I like them. Uh, I probably even liked it when it came out. I'm just saying, truthfully, I ain't, I ain't went back to none of that, none of that music a lot, you know. I may sprinkle it in over here, but it's not. It wasn't classic.
1: But to close it out, Perez, I just want to say, I hope that uh, these guys figure it out, get it together. I still don't think. That anything that was said on the uh live with Joe, Joel, and Royce, still don't feel like anything that was said on there can't be walked back, even the suck my dick comment, just for me, that's a trigger word for me to throw these hands. That's that's just that's just it. That's for me. You know, so I think that was a blow that Joe didn't have to go there easily um an apology warranted. Uh, for that alone he could have just said i'm not going to support it and suck my dick didn't have to follow but you know hopefully these guys can get together at some point after this and, and reconcile man because just i like that they i like their friendship and, and the shit that they portrayed like it was a cool ass group man you know what i'm saying Re- real personal yeah. down to earth and, and it just seems like this is some sh- Clown show, I don't ever want to see.
0: And all, from, all the lyrical so you, like this, man. You was in a corner on yeah. that sense, like you want to see that, yeah. like blow up and make it. You feel like they're still old, that classic album that we feel like those that classic can make.
1: Glass house, yeah, yep. So somebody leak Glass House, please. Somebody leak it. You know what I mean? So I, I, we need that. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right, man. So, ah, uh, shit, man. I don't know, man. We 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 clocking in at you know almost an hour. You know what we I mean? I know we had some, long. <laughs> some. I know we got we got to cut it short, man, for for sake of time. And we had some NBA, but you know we could touch on that next week once it's official. But Kyrie back, Kyrie back. Oh yeah, March seventh.
0: Hopefully Ben Simmons mandates. come back before March fifteenth when I go check out that game, Orlando Magic versus Nets. That's I would love to see Ben Simmons, and they will see them out there. So we'll, we'll see.
1: For sure, for sure, man. So, I don't know if we got too much more in the music round, Pres. Do you got anything else in the music round?
0: No, nah, like I said, uh, I was traveling on uh, Friday and uh, Saturday. I spent time with the family, so like um, I, I didn't get to. I got some albums downloaded. I know Cool Kids came out. I know uh, yeah, uh, Smoke Dizza came out. You had uh, King Von. One um, more I'm missing. Those are ones I can think of. Yo, Drew. Yo, Drew. and Yo uh, old Droog. Nicholas
1: Craven. Yad yep. Wave. RZA and DJ Scratch. Saturday Afternoon Kung Fu Theater. Pusha, G, Pusha T and Ego. Hear Me Clearly. Fire, by the way. Huss Kingpin just dropped something new. Uh, who else? Who else? Alchemist and Cool Rap dropped a single. Uh, and uh, yeah, Joey Badass dropped a single. Yeah. Cystic and... Uh, you know, yours truly cash flow with hated rap, you know, drop that too. And uh, so, yeah, man, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of new joints out, but uh, nothing, nothing that uh, we really need to deep dive right now as far as just music goes, man. So I'm just going to keep listening to the stuff that's come, that's come out earlier in the fourth quarter and get prepared because it's about to warm up. And I, and I think a lot of, a lot of guys are about to come that we, uh, some of our favorites.
0: Yeah. The baby and NBA young boy too, right? Did they? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Better,
0: better than you. Uh, but yeah, we'll get as I listen to it. We'll give ratings on some of these. Probably ain't gonna get to all of them. Like get ratings on all of them, but we'll we'll speak on the ones that that kind of stand out. Stand out to us in, uh next week. So yeah,
1: yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, y'all. So y'all, y'all stick around, man. We got uh, my man. The Cleaver coming up. So y'all, y'all, y'all check out that interview, man. And y'all definitely go support his music. I said earlier in the podcast, this is a really good interview. And, uh, you know, get to know a little bit about him, his musical taste, and just what he has coming in 2022. So guarantee the convo that you guys don't want to miss. So y'all stick around and check that out, man. But as far as the this part of the podcast, it's over with. And y'all stick, stay tuned. Episode 151, we'll be back next week with 152. You never know who might pull up to the couch. That's all I say. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. I go by Cash, a.k.a. Exec P, one half of the DSC. If you're looking at this screen, strange, are you listening and you're listening further? You know by now, Prez is not here. Prez decided to, you know, change his flight. He was in Iowa this week for work. I think he was in Iowa for his side family. Who goes to Iowa for work? I, I don't know too many people that have Iowa business, but this is a black man in Iowa. You know, you never know what press is into. That's neither here nor there. But I do have a pretty dope guest. And like you guys know, and how we do it each and every week, we try to bring an artist here that's on an independent grind, that's on a grind just like us. We love to interview mainstream artists, underground artists. It doesn't matter. But sometimes when we interview, interview these, these, these independent artists it feels great to just give them the leverage that they need to get them just if it's just one fan one extra fan it's, it's amazing and then some of the relationships we built off of doing this has been amazing as well so the next artist that we have on episode 151 of don't sleep on the couch podcast is the cleaver man welcome to the show what's up family how you doing not too bad, not too bad, not too bad. How are you, man? How, how's things going for you right now?
2: Good, man. Busy weekend, you know, just trying to handle everything I can before I get back to work. So that's about it. You know, I started a new job this week and uh, the hours are pretty crazy. So now I got to get back into, you know, adjusting everything. And,
1: you know, my girl carrying Congrats, Congrats, man. Congrats, <laughs> and that man. too. <clears throat> for the show the show man but you you busy you at you at work right now man uh you no dropped doubt. your last project a couple months ago but now we have this new EP super cleaver man dropped out of nowhere not not a whole bunch of build up but you know we'll we'll get into all of that man but before we get into super cleaver let the people know a little bit about where you from and and kind of just your why for jumping back into this music scene
2: uh i'm the cleaver <clears throat> aka the butcher uh, i'm from bretwood new york uh been at it for about <clears throat> off and on for about 15 years and uh, i really started really going back hard like i took like a little hiatus between uh 2010 and 12 maybe and then i just started recording again 2012 to get back 2014 i haven't like really stopped like I, i've tried being consistent as possible you know even if it's not every year or whatever, even if it's a single here and there, I've been sprinkling them out sprinkling them out. And um I'm here, man, and 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 I'm just glad that that I found like, you know, people that have connected with it and actually give me the ear and you know, just giving me the that that listen, you know, and support, you know.
1: For sure, man. So, yo, growing up in um New York and, and Brentwood, to be specific, man, like, you know, what are who are some of your early influences is it guys just that you grew up around or just some of the artists from the city and and outside of it like what are some of your influences
2: well as as you know sorry as you know uh long island has a rich history in hip-hop you know in the 80s like some some of the mega stars that you know people should be studying and stuff like that are from long island like you know the god mc kind of like you know switched up yep switched up the flow and everything like he took it to the next level uh, EPMDs from my town, you know, when, uh, growing up in middle school, I used to see him around. I, I, I probably saw, uh, uh, Paris Smith not too long ago. Like, you know, he was at Boston market out here, you know, but he was eating. I didn't want to bother him, you know, but he looked at me since we've crossed paths before and he just gave me the head nod. And I was like, yeah, you know, I know who you are, you know, cause, uh, uh, I got a crazy story with, with Paris Smith. Uh, he had stopped by my boy's house one time. Shout out to Klepto. Uh, and he brought a beat from him, and uh, we were just randomly playing him some stuff, and like he just—he's like, "Yo, what is that?" And he just like freestyled on on something that we had. Uh, my man still got it in the file thing. Maybe it'll be—it'll come out of the archives one one day, you know? <laughs> dope, dope, dope. Yeah, yeah. So that that was a story with him, and even it always happens, you know. When we were little, like. Um, like in middle school, when uh, Back to Business was coming out, uh, they used to ga- gather all the l- kids at middle school and like ha- give them posters and everything. Like, yo, here, y'all go put this around town. You know what I'm saying? So, and uh, Keith Murray, somebody else that we see around here a lot too. Uh, Craig Mack, I used to see him uh, around. You know, it was, it's it's like you're just part of that element. You know, it's like it's like you know it's part of the DNA. Um, but as far as influence go. Um, I've been influenced by a lot of different people, man. I'm not just like a regular, like New York cat, you know, like one of my favorite groups is Bone Thugs. But before getting into that, like my older cousins, the the one who really put me on to like, you know, hip hop and stuff like that. Cause you know, growing up in a Spanish household, you just hear the Spanish romantics, merengue and stuff like that. So. <laughs>
1: For sure. Man. I know that all too well. Yeah, yeah. All so too well, man. I so got a little brother that's half Puerto Rican.
2: Okay. Okay. So I'm like, man, like, you know, I just didn't f- It didn't fit me you know for some reason i felt out of place still like all right this is cool whatever but i'm like yo so once i heard like DOS effects and like you know naughty by nature and you know onyx like tapes like that that my cousins put me onto and they had also ice cube easy e what's crazy is one one of my cousins was into the easy e and my other cousin was into uh dr dre so they was both playing the diss tracks and they would like dub me the, the cassettes and you know, I would have to hide them also from my mom because I didn't want her to hear that. <laughs> Especially something like The Chronic, you know, they had some crazy shit on there.
1: For sure. Yo, you know, just naming some of those names in New York, in just the city, and just New York in general has such a, a rich history. A lot of the times, Long Island, Staten Island, you know, for the longest amount of time, and still to this day, even Buffalo, like, some, of, if it's not in the city, people tend to leave that part of New York's history out of it. You know what I mean? But this next question, man, is really, really from my man Prez, man. Just really let people know that like we don't really have a bias being from New York. Like we love everything if it's dope shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I think I think New Yorkers get a bad rap for just staying in their bubble in New York. Yeah,
2: it's definitely a stigma. And now it's like run into the ground, especially on social medias and stuff like that. It's super ran into the ground. Like, I'm not gonna lie that 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 I was rocking with everything and all that snap music like in the mid 2000s. Believe me, man, there's been times where I just stopped listening to hip hop. Period. Like you know this that snap yeah, sure. <laughs> that snap history. You know I, I I messed with Little John. You know Little John had some some things and but some bangers and stuff. But like the mid 2000s, I kind of like fell back a little bit and uh, like that whole six nine era and all this drill music like in the early uh, two t- 2010s. Like I wasn't like that's going to kind of make me fall back, you know, because at the time when I was uh, recording my stuff, you know, even uh, some people that I knew would be like, man, that that style is like, you know, not 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 played out. Yeah, yeah. They'll be like, yo, you really want to keep doing that? You should jump on this beat. Even leading up to my uh, solo release, my first solo album is the, the it's called Before the Storm. I recorded it like all 2015. And I dropped in 2016, February 2016. was like my first original solo project, you know, album, studio album. And uh, I I kind of try to mix it up in there, but I still sprinkled my originality. And, you know, some people would hear that and they'd be like, nah, man, you should get on trap beats, do this. That style is ancient. It's not going to happen. But, you know, I still stuck to my formula and, and that's what I do, man.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you did, man, because... I too, you know, I don't want to inject myself, but I have to, to relate to what you're saying. Like, as I'm going through it and and making music again, it's kind of difficult to, like. I'm almost, I'm a year, I'm 10 months from being 40, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just certain shit I just can't talk about and I can't feel in my soul. So if I don't feel it in my soul, people listening I feel like, not gonna feel it either. So I'm glad that you didn't divert and continue to make the music that you love because it it's gonna resonate with who it's is gonna resonate with, but if you yeah. try some different shit and it ain't you, you'll feel disgusted at the end of the day. Well, what's your take on that?
2: Um. Well, I, I've experimented on that. I think I had a track. Um, what's it called, man? I'm trying to remember what's it called. I had a track on that. On that. Uh, before the storm, that was. You know, and I did it. I fucking I wrote the shit out of the beat. You know, I don't give a fuck.
1: I'm always and they easy too. Yeah, it's easy.
2: Yeah, I'm. A, I'm. A, I, the thing about me is that I always kind of adapt my style, so that's kind of like you know how the name the butcher is kind of you know because uh, you know I, I could chop up any any region and it, it it makes up me because that's how I I came up with man like you know like I said Bone Thugs one of my great my favorite groups like man UGK like you know Pimp C was somebody you know that that was great to me you know what I'm saying. Um, the west coast of course i love g funk man you know a uh, goodie mob outcast especially like in the 90s their, their albums were so deep man and they they like you know open the mind up like you know it's it's definitely some knowledge out there like you know that i enjoyed so but uh i'm trying to go back to what the question was But yeah, man. Like you know, I I don't mind experimenting and stuff, but I'm not gonna gonna stick to any formula that's out or that that's that's uh, popping at the moment because I know that's always gonna pass. I mean, this is what got me. I'm really amped up in these past few years. You know, probably from like 2017 onward, is that you know the the essentials started coming back into the into the picture of of hip hop.
1: Yo, a lot of people give Griselda. Rock Marciano and I, I'm I know I'm probably forgetting a few, but those those two entities for me, you know, stand out in terms of just making cats feel comfortable enough to just put out the type of rap that people were saying was played out. You yep. know what I mean? Did that encourage you, those those camps or anybody else encourage you to just, yeah, I'm on the right path. I'm gonna keep doing what I do.
2: Probably like something like uh I think it was Rosebud's Revenge 2. That's when it really started. The Rock Marcy's Rosebud Revenge 2. And I'm like, yo. And I had seen that he had put it up for like $30. And I'm like, yo, uh, this is like exclusive. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the art was there. Like, yo, and you could only get it on the internet. I'm like, yo, this is, wow. They're moving different out here now. So, you know, not only that, and then listening to it and the old sounds, it reminds me, you know, what's crazy is that Somebody that, that really doesn't get talked about and kind of fathered all this style is like who's still active though, salute the legendary uh DJ Mugs, uh Rizza and like Havoc. That those sounds Riza like, just dropped
1: something. Rizza yeah, just yeah. dropped something with uh DJ with Scratch DJ, DJ Scratch this week, and I haven't really gotten to that, but but mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead, continue on.
2: Yeah, DJ Scratch is also, you know, EPMD's DJ, so salute him right. too. Um and, you know just those sounds and just how they came into now and you know they're the father of it but just hearing that you know that was like my my shit, You know, definitely like hell on earth is one of my favorite albums so just that sound you know even hearing that dusty record playing behind the drums and you know it's it's crazy but one thing i'm, I'm really not a big fan of is like kind of like the drumless stuff i'm not really a big fan of that like you know i, I need some some drums in there like i could i could probably tolerate it a little bit but I can't take whole projects like that.
1: Yeah, that's that, 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 that that's difficult, man. I, and I love Rock Marcy, but it is a difficult listen. And uh, we've we've yeah. covered Rock Marcy at Nauseam on here. And one of the things uh, Perez and I kind of discuss is like, damn, if you don't have no tempo changes, no switches, no no drums, like it's hard. Even though we like you know rock, you know what I mean, yeah. and, and what Griselda does as well, is it's hard. It's a hard listen. At a certain point when you don't have that. But you know, there's there's a lot of people on both sides of the fences. But yeah, that's that's neither here nor there, man. But um let, let's get into the latest project, man. Let's get into the latest project. No doubt. So before we begin, man, um just break down, you know, the artwork and just some of the, the people you work with on this project.
2: Um, so as far as the artwork, it just came from uh, you know, the 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 person that made the beats was uh DJ Super Dave he's from Brentwood. Uh, he's been in the game a long time too. Uh, you know, back in the days I used to hear about him and all that. And I'm like, man, you know, I, I, I never thought that, you know, I could link up with him. And, uh, you know, he also has like a pretty solid resume. And, um, he reached out to me when I dropped the under- underground crown and, uh, he was like, if he could remix, uh, the use to it with, uh, Shane or, and I told him, yeah, you know, I send them over the vocals and everything. And, uh, I just reached out to him. I was like, yo, instead of you just remixing what we could do like a, a little EP together or something, you know, even if it's four songs or whatever. He's like, Yeah, he sent me over two little packs. I, I selected uh what 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 I fit me best and what I was, you know, feeling in my soul. And that's it. I began crafting on it. Uh and then I just had the vision, you know, I was like, super Dave, super cleaver, and then like, you know, this whole little character came into my head and uh, shout out to Restless Mind, who not only produced the whole Underground Crown, but, you know, he does his artwork, designs and all that. I give him the ideas. I send him the Super Mario 2 cover, and I was like, yo, I, I told him what I wanted, and he created it for me, man. He made it come to life, and that's pretty much it as far as the artwork and all that goes. And uh, I have a, a dude named Obed on there. He's a young cat from Brentwood. Um, we, you know, we've collabed a few times. But uh, we definitely, uh, I definitely threw him on this one because uh, El Corbo de la Cuma, that's like uh, the Salvadorian peasant tools, you know, the long machete and the curved machete. And, you know, that's that's like kind of what we're representing, you know, just that hard work, that grind and everything. So I had him on there. And from there, a project sprung up because, you know, getting to know him more and everything, his family is from like the same kind of state where my family's at, where, you know, it's more rural and stuff like that in El Salvador. And so we're going to make a project hopefully coming out the end of this year is called uh, Sons of Morazan.
1: Yeah. I love the sound of that, man. Cause kind of from what you're saying and other artists that we've interviewed here so far in 2022 and in late 2021, everybody's been like really talking about collaborating more and more importantly, dropping more in 2022 as opposed to what they've been dropping in the past. So yeah, um, I'll say this, man, my next question would be, um, but you
2: let, me, let, let me add on to that go too, ahead, but ahead, um, gotcha. one thing too, like you could be cool with an artists and not everything needs to be a collaboration also. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you, like, <laughs> okay, I still su- like I still support everybody and stuff like that because um, on this project there was a collaboration that people were asking for on Twitter or whatever, you know, I put up the little things and I try to make it happen. It just didn't happen. So that's why, you know, the last song Celebrate was supposed to be uh, somebody else. But in, in clutch, I just I just went to Obed with it since we're already going to be working on something. I was like, "Yo, just jump on this. This is going to be a great introduction to our Sons of San project, and let's build from there." So that's how I'm saying, you know. But I I still support the artists and 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 you know I think they and their music and everything, you know, personally and their music. But you know, sometimes shit doesn't happen or pan out, and and that's what it is, you know. Not everything needs to be a collab for you to support, and, and you know. Like Absolutely.
1: I, I feel you on that. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, you know, it could sound good on paper, you know what yeah. I mean? But it could be like the Lakers, you know <laughs> what I mean? Sound good bringing <laughs> Russ to the Lakers, yeah. but then it could be a, a total catastrophe. You know, uh, when, when it, t- it comes time or their work ethic or just a lot of different things, the business does not align. Right. Yes, yeah,
2: Sometimes it doesn't align or whatever the case is, you know. Uh, or like right. you said, like like them fights. You know, you have a fight. You're like, oh, this shit on no paper is looking good, and then you you order the pay per view, and you're like, man, that shit was a waste of money.
1: Pretty much, pretty pretty much, man, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't see you on social media a whole lot, doing a whole lot of things. Um, I think I'm on there just for the simple fact that you know, have we have a podcast, put music out, I'm on there, but I try not to oversaturate myself. What are what are your thoughts on just, you know. Using social media as a marketing tool and not really losing yourself in it, but knowing you don't, you know, like you got all these different things at play here. Like, how do you navigate that that social media space and in, in the the social clout, so to speak?
2: Uh, I tend to stay away from that, man. For real, like the more you know, I'm just an older an older cat too. So I like I got other things in life that are keeping me busy. You know, this you know that are priority and stuff like that. But, uh I'm definitely on there for my music, you know I bullshit here and there. I'm there to support you know my folks on there, or whatever you know, and that's pretty much it man and i and I definitely do have a routine where I'll take like a few days off from all social media like you know I don't even visit anything, you know, maybe I go on youtube to to watch a video or something, but any other social media thing I'm definitely not excuse me not not gonna be on there you know i avoid it it's it, I do it on purpose like for my own mental thing, you know you'll get you'll get wrapped up in that shit man, for real
1: precisely man you get caught up in the numbers the algorithms this person didn't retweet me it's just stupid stuff you know like like just and just like
2: scrolling and you know you get you time will fly and you're like oh shit i had had some shit to do you know
1: (laughs) yeah i had some real life shit to do or if i was working on music i'm not you know what i mean i feel like the time i'm spent on there I'm not actually working on something or, or pursuing whatever I'm personally into, or yeah. spending time with my family for that matter. So, nah, you I know, try to be a good balance.
2: Yeah, I never sacrifice my my family time for nothing. You know, I didn't not work, not nothing. That's why you know my main goal is, you know, music is like, and and behind me on my back, but what what I have in front of me is like you know. I'm definitely trying to get like my own like little business going, something that I could pass down, you know, who knows, you know, maybe my sons don't want to go to college or whatever. They could pick up where I left off or whatever, you know.
1: So. All right. So I wanted to talk a little bit about your previous project, because just the time didn't align for us and just so many different Mm -hmm. episodes and and stuff like that. By the time we got to, you you know, when we do have people on, we want to actually Listen to your music, absorb your music, not just have you on because you have X amount of followers or everybody's talking about it. Yeah, yeah, you just want to give a good interview. You know what I mean? So your previous project, it did pretty well, and as I'm listening to it now, it's like, damn, this shit is this shit is really good. Appreciate but you, man. You recently, no doubt, no doubt. That's you my recently heart. Right said there. Something else. Hey, and the sound and it sounds like it, man. Like it's just, yeah. I could tell when when you're very meticulous beat drops certain sayings it yeah, just yeah. sounds on point the sure. the entire way through you know what i mean so do you do you feel like kind of going back to the social media question and and now like you recently made a statement and correct me if i'm wrong in terms of just you don't feel like it got the the respect or or the recognition it deserved can you expand upon that it it definitely
2: could have been pushed further you know it could have pushed uh it could have pushed further definitely um but at the time it was because i was about to release something i was like man like you know i feel like you know because i reached out to certain people and you know i went crazy trying to promote it you know just myself you know took a lot of my time and everything and, and money not only time but you know also money behind it and uh you know, some people would didn't even, you know, have the courtesy to give feedback on it or whatever the case is. But it is what it is. It definitely could have been further. I appreciate those that uh, rocked with me. And man, even, you know, the other day, you know, some people brought the uh, CD of it. And, you know, it's just it, to me, it's a great project. I love it. And definitely I, I just think it could have been further. And that kind of bothers me because, you know, it, it only dropped like seven, eight months ago. But in this era, it doesn't it doesn't work like that no more. You know, like that should've be gone. You know, for that should've be gone in a split second. You know, like um, I reco- I dropped a single with Skip the Kid. Shout out to him on. Uh, on Shout out Poly- to Skip,
1: man. I've yeah. been meaning to talk to him and get him on at some point, man. It's just no doubt. I know he we run in a similar similar circle, so definitely gotta uh, reach yeah. out to Skip when the time is right.
2: Uh, we actually got something cooking, brewing, so that that'll be dropping. That soon. might be the time. Yeah, that'll be dropping soon um so i dropped a single with him in uh halloween and uh january i try to submit it to like you know blogs and you know uh playlists and all, all this shit and and they were telling me they were like yo this song's too old i get it they want everybody wants to be current and you know jump on what's the way for the week but man i was that shit blew me away like and i was like fuck you know i was like two three months <laughs> yeah, ago but- Two months ago you know and they're telling me now nah, that's that, that, that's way too old literally that's what the guy said and and two was you know capitalized way too old so well, it is they, what
1: what if they yeah. never heard it how is it oh that's, that's crazy to me Mm-hmm.
2: exactly they were just going by the date of release and you know i guess what they what what their their uh platforms based on or whatever the case is
1: hey man to teach his own man but i you know you, but and, the, you and you I, and I—I can tell—we from the era where, like, you worked the record for months and months and months and months, yeah. and, months. <clears throat> and yeah. it's probably been bubbling in the club scene or, or you know, in the streets. You're hearing it in people's cars, and then it finally gets to the mainstream. Nothing like that happens overnight in terms of, uh, you know, music popping. So it's crazy that you know. But Different again, era. these fly by night, you know, websites or or curators of playlists you know they it's a little bit different man so yeah it, that that's what kind of had me about
2: that you know as I'm about to switch and I'm like man this this project could have been better but you know I'm glad that that everybody that that's rocking with it and still plays it you know I know a, a lot of people reach out to me like yo this shit is like yo this shit got lo- longevity like you know it's something you can go back to like you know you can reap it has replay value you know so that that I'm happy with that. Absolutely, and everybody that fucks with it, I appreciate them, man, for real. Everything that that I drop, that's like my main focus. Like, yo, I hope they keep coming back to it, or you know, even I, cause I'm I'm number one, you know. So I'm like, yo, I want to make something that I want to hear, that I relate to, and that I can keep playing. You know what I'm saying? So. But for this era, I think I'm going to switch it up. And I've talked to a few people. And uh, for now, I'm just going to keep it uh, EP. I think it's better for this era. And it's easier on me. You know, I've knocked out four songs here with this guy, you know, and I'm just exclusively with certain producers, you know?
1: Yeah, I think that's that's the new wave, man. I think if you want to make an album, the people have to really demand it and you have to really feel that's the path that the releases are leading up to. If not you know if you don't feel you know 100% about a full album 10 songs or so you know what i mean then no 10 the songs EPs, is decent man.
2: but but you know like people like certain people have, i know that you know 15 20 i don't know that's like out the door now you know
1: that's ancient right yeah. <laughs> it's ancient in today's age man For real. It's to put 15 and even if those 15 songs are still coming in at under 40 minutes, like you have a limited amount of time of attention span. Yeah. And, you know, and, I, and I'm cognizant of that, man, you know, and I, even I fall victim to it. But that's what I was going
2: to say. Even know. even us who are so used to in condition three verses and, you know, 20 song albums like shit. Even myself, I find some myself sometimes like, all right, you know, where's the next song at? You know, like, like I'm, I want to move past this one already, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, and covering covering albums every week, man. One of the things that we we do, man, is like it's so hard to sit with music. Like I purposely have to go back and really just sit down and be like, yo, these are the artists that I actually fuck with and support. Let me go ahead and listen to this music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, I'll say the young boy, and it just comes to my mind now. Uh, Corday dropped in January. Mm-hmm. I was looking forward to the album since he dropped the EP. Last summer, spring. I mean, I've been you know hearing. What I mean?
2: I've been hearing about him buzzing, and you know, I've seen him. You know, he's in the studio with Dre, and blah blah. blah. I mean, you know, but I haven't heard nothing again about it.
1: <laughs> exactly, and it dropped, and it you know, people didn't flock to it like they typically do on Twitter or social media. Yeah. And then that shit fell by the wayside. Like, just imagine how long. I mean, you. It's not imagine. You know how long it took for you to make. You know, underground clown. Uh, sorry crown. underground crown, crown sorry yeah yeah crown you know how long it took for you to make that and then for all that time prior to it for it to just come and then you know you put the promotion behind it and people be like oh man this came out two months ago i'm not i'm not doing this i'm yeah. not doing that and it's, it's oh, wild. not even not even give, it, not,
2: not, not even give it a chance you know They're like nah, just, you know and then uh, another hard thing that i had was you know trying to do that project. And it's the last one uh, under the butcher, you know, Benny, the butcher is out and he's already popping. So he's, he's ahead in the race of me with, uh, of me. So, you know, it was kind of hard, you know, there would be those comments on YouTube, like, man, this ain't Benny or whatever the fuck, you know, but, and then I just respond to them and, you know, try and give them a little bit of insight on on who I am or whatever. That was the case too, you know, it was kind of hard. You know, I even felt like there was certain people you know, certain hip hop has that that they didn't want to, you know, show support for me because it was like, you know, they they're in love with Benny or whatever the case is, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I could yeah. I could dig it, man. I could dig it, man. But I like the approach that you're taking and just adapting with the times because no some doubt. people are ignorant to the fact that like, you know, when it's staring you right in the face, sometimes you gotta make some moves and, and change. And then sometimes that's some of that your best music may come from these these short, concise, no filler. EPs so yeah you got this one you know super cleaver kind of you kind of spoke on what's next man but like just as far as mapping out 2022 what do, what do you feel like you know your output would be you know what I mean two three projects that will kind of keep you in you know the social consciousness of people or you know what's what's your focus I got um just moving forward
2: I got uh I got the EP with skip Coming out, I got a, a. I'm just doing straight EPs, you know. I got an EP with Jay Furman coming out, and I got something cooking also with Furious Styles. So we'll see. Hopefully, it all works out and pans out. But I'm looking at maybe like three, four projects this year. EPs, maybe you know, four to eight songs on, on either or, you know, however, however I create it, you know, whatever I'm feeling, however it builds, and that's pretty much it, man. You know, that's how my year is looking like now. Hopefully, I can get uh, maybe like. a some performances in, you know, and uh, let the people see you and everything. So, you know,
1: absolutely, man. It's always time. It's always good to switch it up. Videos that people into the process of how it's being made and all that stuff. So, there's always ways to make yourself more interesting. I know. Yeah. I, me, I feel like it's kind of corny because I hate filming myself and filming <laughs> everything I'm doing. I like to yeah. be more, um, in the moment. You know what I mean? But yeah ironically people like that type of shit so it's you know crazy I mean? There's a lot of different ways to attack it
2: no doubt no doubt no doubt maybe you know maybe i'll do something like that too you know just little behind the scenes thing
1: like you said you know i'm not
2: one to be like you know what all the extra shit
1: but no i'm, people, I'm, I'm not man i just
2: people like prefer the extra shit now than the, the actual <laughs> work you know
1: you know what i always tell people that um, really don't like social media. Don't like to, you know, be all in the limelight, but want to do things and be social. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, so music is a social thing. Like, you want to put your music out, you want it to be heard, but you almost you can't, you cannot not be on the scene. Your face can't be out there. You know what I mean? You exactly. can't drop a project and disappear. You know what I mean? So I always tell people, just find something
2: and you got to work it. in just social media working. that you can do. Yeah, keep right. Working. Keep working S- your project. Yeah, keep working your project. Um, Like, and, you know, uh, back to the very beginning when you were, like, talking about who was my influence. And then, you know, in my teenage years, you know, there was my dude, Shabam, and he was just like a freestyle monster. And we'd be on the block. And, you know, that's how you started. You know, I wasn't the nicest. And, you know, even still, I'm not the lyrically best. But, man, I'm trying to. Make the best music that I can, you know, and, and to satisfy myself with it. But man, that's somebody that was an influence to me. Like, he would, he would, every time I'd see him, be like, hey, yo, hey, yo. And he would just come up to me and start spitting a you know, rhyme or whatever. And, and a, a cypher would be out of nowhere, you know. We had my a, a boy Tommy, he used to do the beatbox out of nowhere. He would just come out with a beatbox, you know. So it's that era, you know. It wasn't just uh being online and shit like that. That's where I come from, you know. You'd, you'd be put on the spot, you know, right away freestyling. Or then in the mid 2000s, uh, you know, we'd be at all these places. You know, every show or, or you know anywhere. You know, trying to hand out CDs or whatever the case is, and just performing. You know, being out there with the people. So,
1: yeah, man, uh, you you taking me back. I miss those days, man. <laughs> it, it was times where I had always had rhymes on deck. Yeah. Right now, wife, kids, work. It, it, <laughs> when I record, it's for a purpose. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. it, yeah. no, there's no filler what i wrote down is was was coming out you know freestyles and stuff like that like i remember yeah. one time me and my mans uh you know it was a huge you know battle we used to live in the dorms on mm-hmm. you know, back in um in uh cali and okay. we had a battle man my my mans came back he used to be one of the dopest freestyle guys and he left us and rap for a little bit went to florida came back to cali and man it was like one of the worst worst showings ever you know, as far as just, <laughs> he bombed, man. yeah, he bombed horribly, man. And it was like, man. But at the end of the day, it was fun, man. It's fun to go into battle, it was fun to, to talk that shit and see who's ba- who's better mm-hmm. who's better, man. But speaking of battles, man, like are you heavy into the, the battle culture still? Or are you kind of um, just you not tap really. You tap and like in. I
2: said, like I was gonna say, uh right after you said that, how he bombed. Uh, your, it, it, your, your tools do get blunt, man, because I used to be able to freestyle, but then like in, uh, 07, 08, I started more trying to concentrate on what I was writing. You know, like I wanted to say more, like I felt like I couldn't just freestyle what I wanted to say. Like it was too much, you know? So then I started writing more and now I can't freestyle for shit. You know, uh, sometimes I might catch myself on a, on a dolo in the car and be like, Oh, that shit was hard. But you know, most (laughs) most of the times like, you know, your your blunts will your your tools will get blunted, but you know. Sorry about that. So what what was the question?
1: Um, I said the battle rap, man. Are you still in the battle rap a little bit or you just tapping Uh, when you tap in?
2: Uh as far as the battle rap, me personally, I'm not really into it. Like the battle rap scene, I was like watching it like, you know, late two thousands, early tens, you know, but I don't know. It just sounds the same, but I know a salute to them. You know, they're keeping that aspect of the culture alive, and you know, they're they're talented too in what they do. You know. For I
1: don't, sure. Yeah, I I'm in and out. I, yeah, me me neither. I try to, you know, with the big ones, but I'm in and out. I'm in and out. All right, man. So we we've had you for for a little bit of time, man. So I just want to ask some some fun questions to kind of end off the exactly. the interview. You know what I mean? But again, before we end it off, you guys. That's listening, that's watching, make sure just tap into the Cleaver man with the Super Cleaver EP, then go back to Underground Crown and then just go back in his discography. Man, he has Chay Nor on Super Cleaver EP with the with the remix that's super Dave Super Dave, right? I'm getting it right. Yeah, yeah, Super, super Dave. Dave made, and um Yeah, that that's a that's a fire remix, man. Cause I heard it yeah. before and I was like, oh shit, that's a nice, that's a nice flip. So you know the man is investing he got Chay yeah, yeah. you know Chay just dropped something as well so and she she delivered a really dope verse for you man so it you know that that's dope of her to not like really skimp on the on the de- features for definitely somebody de- that's not known known as far as just mm-hmm. like a Benny or or something like that
2: I feel maybe that's why she didn't really try to promote it because you know she's from Buffalo Benny the Butcher the Butcher but I I caught her this was before um as God intended you know what I'm saying? So mm, okay. she, I had I had Apollo some Apollo wi- ground joint. Yep, yeah, yep. So I had with some the, w- wiggle room with it. And like I said, you know, um I went through some tragedy in 2020 when my father passed. So um I already so had I that. that man. Yeah, you know. Now I'm I'm in, you know, just healing. 2 years, uh, it's going to be 2 years in May. So originally the underground crown was going to drop in July 2020 but I put a pause on it. I had like six songs recorded, you know, music took the back burner and I, I wasn't even really into it. I was about to just drop it as an EP and just, you know, like ghost. And then, uh, after a while, you know, it became my medicine and that's how I, I finished off the underground crown and uh, rain I, rain was the last record I did for it. And, you know, it, it took me some time to even finish up the second verse, you know, but I got it done made it happen. Also had uh Afron there, all flows reach out. If I'm pretty sure you you probably heard about him and you know, he's he's people he's known in the underground too. So I did have those uh I guess underground star stars on my on my album. And you know, hopefully uh in the future I'm looking to collaborate with maybe like Ty Ferris and somebody like that, you know, on a project. For sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, shout out to Ty Ferris, mm-hmm. man. Eventually, man, I gotta I gotta reach out, man, because he just dropped dropped one and I forget the producer's name with I think I am Frox Fox. I'm probably something like that, yeah. Tru-
2: uh, Trox or something. Like Trox, Trox,
1: mm-hmm. Trox, yeah. They just uh they were on uh my man Marquise's uh podcast, T H C C Yeah uh, I, podcast, man. Yep. And, uh, shout yeah, out to him, shout out to
2: Marquise,
1: man. man. For real. Yeah, he, he always showing love, man. He he'll do a review. No matter who who you are, man, if he yeah. likes the music, he'll do a review and give you 10, 15 minutes of his time. So definitely, yeah, definitely. definitely go out and um support him as well.
2: No, no doubt. We did uh we did a live review on my album with him. So I was blessed for that opportunity. You know, there's also powerful impact uh the media. Yeah, shout, shout out brothers. to them. Uh shout out to Slack and E Major, you know, the brothers across the pond with the man for knows sure, hip hop sure. podcast. You know it's it's bubbling, you know, and I'm glad to know these people and just you know interact with them and you know that that they they salute me too and it's it's a pleasure, man. And I like I I love what's going on, you know. I love the underground shit, bro. dope.
1: gotta put you on the spot, man. Gotta put you on the spot, man. So I'm gonna keep it to the islands, the Long Island, Staten Island, wherever, wherever you want to go, man. Give me five. Give me five. You gotta make some 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 difficult cuts. Give me five. MCs that you you just taking with you in the battle against any five MCs in any of the other boroughs
2: Whew. damn oh man and they have to be from New York now too
1: right <laughs> hey man Staten Island Long Island what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep I'm trying to keep it to, to where you from man so so we all right know, so all right guys right, so cool. some promo
2: um definitely i mean the it, it, with no status no nine i would have I would definitely Rakim, maybe like eight uh eighty eight Rakim. <laughs> um,
1: okay okay you specific with the year got yeah yeah gotcha
2: um let me see eighty eight Rakim, uh ninety six prodigy uh uh damn uh ninety nine Ghostface, uh Oh man, this is hard, bro. This is really on the spot. It's, um, it,
1: yeah, it's 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 difficult, man. It's difficult when you gotta think about it. Um, Cool G Rap. You
2: can't even put a you can't even put a time frame on that man. That man is just a beast forever. Salute the the Godfather, man. Definitely, an he improbable. got something
1: that just dropped too recently as well, man. So, so that, that I got four so far, stuff.
2: right? I got four. Yeah, four. Uh, and definitely uh ninety eight Big Pun. Oh, you said big from pun. the islands. But you said islands
1: from but, the islands but. from the I was gonna let I was gonna let it rock. We could we could open it mm-hmm. up in New York.
2: Okay, so that's it. Ninety uh pun, cool G rap, um uh two uh, thousand ghost face, uh ninety ninety-six prodigy and uh
1: eighty-eight rock Him. For sure, for sure, man. So uh, you know, one last thing with pun, man, and you, and you mentioned one of the projects that you are working with in, in in terms of just um, what was it, o, was it, Obed? Obed, El yeah. Salvador, mm-hmm. El yeah, Salvador. Yeah, yeah. One thing that Pun always did was just those, he was able to, with the Tony Sunshine, he was able to weave in those beats, man. Yeah. If If my mind is thinking what you guys could possibly pull off with just that, that type of flavor, man, I'm just yeah. trying to be an executive producer. I, I would love I like for that. y'all to infuse, in <laughs> love for y'all to infuse a lot of your culture in there, man, because a lot of people, I haven't heard that in quite some time, I don't hear cats rapping over hip hop beats that are um, influenced and Latin, just Latin influence, from El Salvador yeah. or just you know what I mean, like in Spanish culture too often. And I love that for well, a pun. Well,
2: that that's where I'm where I'm trying to go with this project. It like clicked in my head, you know. I'm like, yo, like there might be some younger cat out there that needs that that influence, you know, that inspiration. And uh, I don't think there's many uh, Salvadorian rappers. And, you know, we also got our story to tell and like, you know, like I said, back in the days, like, you know, Das facts. and everybody was cool and I loved it. But man, once I heard like insane, insane in the Membrane, I was like, yo, be reals like me. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, Fat Joe came out in like 93 also. And then, you know, 95, probably my fav- favorite Fat Joe album that Jealous One's Envy, like, you know, it built up. And so that's definitely what I want to do. Uh, I'm definitely trying to shoot a video for El Corbo la Cuma. There's like a spot out here that, you know, has this beautiful mural of like a, a lady with a, a dress with the Salvadorian emblem on it. And, you know, it just has the culture on the wall. And I will definitely like to go in front of that because, you know, like you said, and even, you know, you would like to hear that stuff. Like people want to hear that, you know, people want to see a little something, a little different, uh, something more from a different culture or whatever the case is, you know? So I definitely want, exactly, I'll, I'll definitely want to lean towards that. Definitely
1: exactly, man. I, I remember being project. a youngin. Yeah, I mean, like I said, man, I remember being a youngin and listening to Snoop for the first time, and I could visualize L.A. You know what I mean, Long Beach. You know what I mean. I like yep. to hear that from other artists. Like, take me to where, where you from? Take me to what you about? And that's how I connect. You know what I mean, as a that, fan. That, so
0: that
2: that's what kind of like faded off in the era, you know, with the Drake and all that shit, and the. Yo, like everybody was in the club and shit like, yo, UGK took me to Texas, you know, yeah. uh, Dr. Dre took me to Cali, you know, Bone Thugs took me to Cleveland, you know, uh, Outkast and Goody Mob took me, you know, to the dirty South, you know, man, when they dropped that single, bro, oof, that shit was hard, you know, and I supported it and I loved it, you know, it was big shit, you know, Twister took me to Chicago, you know, it's it's just what it is. That's that's what it's about, you know, so I'm trying to bring people to to Brentwood, you know, visually and uh, relate because we're all the same, you know, what they say is the, like the ghettos everywhere. So, you know, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, you know, and that's, again, that's the gift and the curse of having all this technology at our hands. Anybody <laughs> could get on, yeah. anybody could do the music, you know, And you don't really know yeah. where people from are anymore, but you know, that's a good thing too. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's giving a voice to people who typically wouldn't have a voice and had to get through the brick and mortar and then just really work their way up through the powers that be. And, and that wasn't cool either. You know what I mean? So it was a lot of bad yeah. things with how music used to come out. But, you know, you used to get vetted and people are on both sides, man. But it is what it is, man. So no, I'm, course, I, I'm glad course. that's. Yeah, I'm glad that's coming out. And you guys are nah. going to just, you know, put put your foot in that shit, man. So no sure, doubt. Bro. I can't wait for no that. Doubt. But, yo, man, I want you to plug. Any last thing like social media, where can they find your music and just, you know, really spell it out for everybody before we let you go?
2: Okay. Uh, I'm mostly on Twitter. So Twitter handle, you know, D A underscore C L E A V E R. Uh, Instagram, D A underscore C L E A V R 631 on that. Uh, my music's all my whole discography is up on Bandcamp, and, uh, all my stuff is streaming everywhere. Uh, super cleave is coming to streaming like in a week or two, but i o- always try and, um, release it exclusively first. And like you said, I wasn't much hype or anything like that about it because that's how I'm going to do things now. You know, I'm just going to drop out of the blue and, you know, and, and, and see who the supporters are and, you know, drop it for, for them, you know, whoever's loving it's definitely going to support it. And, and, Reach
1: out. I feel I'm feeling that approach. I'm feeling that approach. Put it out when you feel like it's ready and who's gonna support, they're gonna support. And if it feels good to you, then so be it, man. Cause at the end of the day, that's what you're putting the music out for. And hopefully it touches somebody, man. But like I said, man, um, fam, anytime you need anything from us, anytime you putting something out or whatever, even if it, you know, whatever the time frame is, we could try to make something happen. Talk about it, have you on. If you want to come on, we talk sports and music exclusively on here. So, you know, I'm not sure if you're a big sports fan, but we talk a lot of shit, you know, as sports happens and as the uh the NBA season continues to roll along and NFL rolls, you know, rolls along. That's the two big, two big sports that we into. So you're more more than welcome to come back for anything outside of music as well. So just always want to extend that olive branch.
2: Appreciate you. Yeah. I'm I'm more of a combat sport person too, but you know, I mean I was huge into basketball as a kid, but I don't know me personally. I feel like the game has changed a little bit, so you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I could dig it. I could dig it, man. I do watch MMA, man, from time to time, man, but I like it in person a little bit more, to be honest yeah, yeah. with you, man. So, um, but yeah, man. But with that said, y'all y'all go check out the Cleaver, man. This Super Cleaver EP is dope. Go check out all of his projects. Go check out the merch. It's on Bandcamp. It's not hard to find. That's where you can support artists Definitely. on the Friday. What is it, first Friday or last Friday of the month? Correct me um, if I'm wrong, man.
2: I think it might be the, the first Friday. And uh, I'm not too sure, but you know, in, in uh, my whole little bio, I got my little links up. And you know, there you can t- be taken exclusively to the store to, to purchase merch. I also got a, uh, the vinyl for Underground Crown. It's going to be shipping later in the year, but it's still up that, you know, people can purchase it. And I want to give a big shout out to everybody that supported me and helped me push because I had gotten with a company that you needed uh, 30 pre-orders for them to start pressing. And, you know, I was able to achieve that goal. I had gotten, you get like six months to achieve the goal and I achieved it like in four months. So I know people definitely, you know, showing love and and I'm grateful for that.
1: Absolutely, man. That's fire, man. So again, y'all support. Bandcamp first. You can give any amount of money you want for the album or taste test. Go taste test, you know, go exactly. on whatever streaming thing you do first. And if you feel as so inclined to support, do so. Whether it's sharing, whether it's buying, it all all is the same. We, you know, us creators, we welcome it. We welcome it. So, no you know, Cleve, man, thanks for your time, man. Like I said, if you need anything from us, you know, just, just holler, man. And we'll definitely try to make it happen. So don't be estranged, my guy.
2: No doubt. Likewise, bro. Much love.
1: Sure. sure. Hey, people, this is episode 151. I'm Cash AKA Exec P and the man that I'm interviewing is the Cleaver that has some hot shit out there. Y'all go check him out. If you love that, 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 that good feeling hip hop, this, this is your pick, man. Y'all, y'all know we don't have people on here that are whack. We don't have people on here that we don't really rock with. We rock with the music, man. Keep doing your thing, man. Episode 151, we out.